All right, day 16. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. John Awachekwa and Keith Pinkney here, and we are in Exodus chapter 9, in the middle of all of the plagues. And um, yeah, there's lots of spaces that you can go to read context about all of these plagues. We can't touch on all of them, uh, but I do just want to highlight something in Exodus chapter 9, uh, starting verse 14. God says this to Pharaoh. Uh, For this time, I'm about to send all of my plagues against you, your officials, and your people. Then you will know that there is no one like me on the whole earth. By now, I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague, and you would have been obliterated from the face of the earth. However, I have let Hmm. you live for this purpose, to show you my power and to make my name known to you on the whole earth. Here's what God does. God comes in and God says to Pharaoh, fam, the only reason you're still here is because I'm using you to make my name known on the earth. God's saying, Pharaoh, ain't nobody scared about you. Ain't nobody scared of you or worried about you. So this is what God is doing for his people and their uh, persecutors alike. God is saying your existence is from God and it's for God. And here's the crazy thing. God is even going to predict this disaster of hell and warn Pharaoh's people about how to avoid it. So even within the enemy ranks, yo, yeah. uh, God is creating a distinction and paving the way to help people know that there's salvation possible for anyone who fears the word of the Lord. So God says, oh, this hail's going to come. And what it does is it says there were certain people of Pharaoh's household that feared the word of the Lord and they got f- out from outside and they were spared. And so what you see is just this this foretaste that even within the enemy ranks, people are seeing, wait a minute, if I submit to God's word, there's blessing here. And that's, yo, great, the grace of God shining brightly, even in the midst of judgment. Yeah, bro, that's, that's (laughs) big. And I think that's something that's like missing in this narrative, right? Right. God is, he never, like we said before, he never shows judgment without showing mercy. Right, right, right. This is the God we serve, right? He is merciful. He is gracious at his core. And we see this in this text. Now, the last plague is the death of the firstborn, right? So God, remember at the beginning, the firstborn was supposed to, the firstborn Hebrew in the land was supposed to die according to Pharaoh. Oh, yeah. So God comes back here and says, Ah. you know what? My last plague is going to be the death of the firstborn in Egypt. Mm. Then after that, he says, all right, I'm about to bring judgment. I'm about to just unleash it. So guess what I'm going to do? I want y'all to have what we call the Passover, right? And the Exodus is going to come after the Passover. What is the Passover? The Israelites were to take an unblemished, innocent Uh lamb, uh uh take it, cut it, kill it, right? Eat it, but also take some of the blood and cover their doorposts. Right in their homes, right, and if they were covered with the blood, uh, they were right, saved because right. God was like, "I'm coming to kill every firstborn in Egypt." Right, yeah. and so if you under, if you covered in the blood, you're saved. Mm. Now, the crazy thing about the Passover, bro, I, and one of the things I want y'all to understand, and me and John were talking about it, is that the Exodus is so ingrained in Israelite people. Right, this is the 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 para- paradigm 
that they think through, that they right. live, see, smell, eat, and breathe through. Literally, right. all throughout the Bible, for the rest of the Old Testament, for sure, they are going to refer back to this People event. come back to this, yeah. This is what their identity is tied right. to. Right. right. This is how they understood salvation. This is how they understood redemption mm. coming from bondage, the Passover. Right. So when they take the Passover, God says, yo, eat the food. Blood covers the covers your home. I'm, I'm going to destroy every firstborn here, but I will save you. Now, right. then he says, yo, after that, I want you guys to realize that um, you are supposed to celebrate the Passover every uh. single year. Mm. Forever. Right. <laughs> he says forever, literally. And then after that, I want you to, to celebrate the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, right. a point right here, bro, I think is really, really key yeah. is the fact that every year they were supposed to celebrate. Right. I think we need a better theology of celebration uh, as, as Christians. Right. 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 And then later on in the text, and I'm jumping all around Exodus 12, and it's so good that you guys just got to read it and soak in it. He's going to say... You know, when, and I want you, he says, I want you to say this. I want you to do this. Why? And because I want your children to realize. Right. <laughs> I want your children, when they ask you, why are we celebrating the Passover, Dad? Right. Well, God uh, delivered mm. us right. from Egypt through the blood. Right. So that's a parenting, there's some parenting tips in here <laughs> right, too, right? right? The covenant that God established with us at Egypt is not just for our generation. That's it's for it. every generation. That's why we have so many genealogies, guys. That's why <laughs> right. so many genealogies is in the Bible, because God is trying to show, no, 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 no. Like John said before, I'm the same God I've always been. Right, right. So then we uh, get to the Exodus at the back half of 12, and uh, then it says, yo, like, like we mentioned before, a mixed group came right. out of Egypt. Mm. Uh, so what does that good. mean? That means Egyptians came and served. They realized, oh, no, 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 this is the, this is the real God. Right. In Egypt, they had over fifteen hundred deities that they that they worship, and they're mm. like, no, 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 this guy right here, right, he's different, right? He that dude, right. he's that dude. Yeah, so yeah, they I don't come know out who with him, we yo. were worshiping, but this guy, he Bro, different, yeah. He's different, and then he's it says, different. yo, if somebody wants to come under the covenant, what do they must do? They must take the Passover, right? Mm. And then they must be circumcised. So, in other words, if an alien or a foreigner, if somebody who is not descended from Jacob. Right. Wants to take the Passover. Mm. He can, but he must be circumcised as well. So in other words, what God is saying is this. I, he's giving us hints, guys, that his covenant, that his grace, that his mercy is for all people. Right. It doesn't mm. matter who you are, where you come from, what you look like. God is saying, I want all people to worship me. Right. And I'm giving my, this is a means of, of, of me bringing people into my fold that are not just Israelites. Oh, and so good. in 12, literally, like we have them leaving and God is just being so gracious in the mix, bringing so many people to himself. And we see at the end of this thing, right? God came through on his concern for his people. People doubted, right? They heard that God remembered them, but then they thought that God forgot them when things got hard for them. And now God is getting ready to liberate them Without them lifting a finger, God always comes through on his promises for his people. I hope that, that we can see how Christ fulfills all of this, bro. Mm. He mm. is the innocent lamb that is slain. 
Right. The Bible will talk about his blood providing redemption, forgiveness of sins. It is the mm. blood of an innocent man named Jesus Christ. Right. We don't celebrate the past. We don't have to celebrate the Passover anymore. We we're free to, but we don't have right. to. We celebrate communion of the Lord's Supper, right? Right, right, which, right. Which, which is this greater reality of um, Christ dying and rising for us. And we proclaim, the Bible says, the Lord's death until we come, until he right. comes. And Paul yeah. will go on to say, yo, Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Mm. So guys, we have to... Why don't we celebrate the gospel like the Israelites are supposed to celebrate right. the Passover? Yeah, That's all I'm trying to figure out, J.O. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Today's a good day to celebrate that reversal. Hear this. In Exodus, God called Israel his firstborn son. His, Isra his firstborn son was bound, enslaved. So what God does is God kills the firstborn of his enemies in order to set his firstborn free. Fast forward to the gospel, and do you know what God does? Yeah. Instead of God killing his enemy's sons to set his firstborn free, God is pleased to let his firstborn son die mm. so that the enemies of God, you and I, those of us that have lived in ways that we should not have, yeah. uh, don't have to die, but can become firstborn sons of God, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him, right, doesn't have to perish, that the enemies of God that take God at his word good, can find freedom, can find liberation. And I want you to know, um, yeah. That goes for everybody that is listening to this right now. I mm. do, I do not care what you've done. I do not care what you where you've been. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care what you did right before turning mm. this on. Man. I want you to know that God sees your hurt. God sees your pain. God has communicated that He cares about that hurt and that pain, and God has provided a way out.